Alrighty everyone, so contracts has been really interesting for me this semester and what I mean by that is ultimately it is not going as well as far as updating outlines, getting these podcasts out in accordance with when we were uh, accomplishing our classes. So ultimately, the way that I usually study for finals is that I, right after class, I update the outline, and then right after I update the outline, I do the podcast episode, and then after that, time passes, I keep on doing that until I'm ready to study for finals, then once it comes time to study for finals, I go back, I listen to the episodes, don't sound the best, but there they are, I listen to the episodes, and ultimately, I use that as my study tool. While I do not have the episodes uploaded at this point, and so ultimately, this is me preparing for finals, getting these episodes uploaded as I'm preparing for finals. So ultimately, this is my study session at the end of the semester as I work back through my outline to see what I need to focus on as I prepare for finals. Things aren't going to be nearly as fresh. I apologize for that, but I ultimately will get these episodes up. But where's that leave us as far as where I left off of uh, I left off before the midterm so we have one episode uh, public policy as the reason why contracts won't be enforced that's the episode that I'm going to be talking about today but after public policy I've got a lot of episodes that I need to work through today so You'll have to forgive me if after a couple of hours, because I will be talking for a couple of hours today, uh, five or so episodes down the road, you'll have to forgive me if those episodes are a little bit weird just because of where I'm at. And then you'll have to forgive me for how weird these early episodes may be just because it's been a long time since I've gone over this material. With that said, you can say that's kind of like a disclaimer where we're at. Let's go ahead and start talking about how you can avoid enforcement through public policy. And what do I mean by that? Well, it means that public policy can sometimes be so important that it overpowers the desire to have freedom of contract. So we've got a couple of restatements that I want to talk about. Actually, only one restatement, and then we have two cases. It's going to be a pretty brief discussion about how public policy can overcome Uh, the enforcement of a contract is restatement section 188 and ultimately the takeaways from this restatement is that non-compete clauses are going to be enforceable as long as they are reasonable and that's where the public policy part is going to come in is this reasonable factor it's going to be unreasonable if the restraint is greater than the promisee's interest It's also going to be unreasonable if the promisor, uh, the person who is promising to do something, is going to be harmed, or if any public policy is going to outweigh the benefits of the promise. So what are some of the public policy factors that may make it unreasonable to enforce a contract? Well, that's where our cases come into play. We have Valley um, Medical Specialist versus Farber and PM versus TB. So Valley's Medical Specialists ultimately are takeaways from this case is that restrictive agreements traditionally were not enforceable, but with public policy, 
these may not be uh, restrictive. I don't know what I'm saying. I got my notes backwards there. Uh, traditionally, restrictive agreements were going to be enforced by the court, but these restrictive, sorry, are not going to be enforced, but these restrictive agreements, what this is going to be is telling you not to work within a certain radius, within a certain amount of time. Those agreements are going to be enforceable if they are reasonable, as long as they don't violate public policy. And public policy sources comes from judges through common law, or it's going to come through the legislature. So what are some examples of a strong public policy force? Well, a public policy force is that you want to have the freedom of contract. Another uh, public policy force is that you want patients to have access to the doctor that they want to see. And this was a situation when Farber was restricted from going to working somewhere else. And this factor of having patients who can see whichever doctor they want was sufficient to say that this agreement is not enforceable. So ultimately, restrictive agreements, especially for doctors, are going to be found in violation of public policy just because of the fact that we want patients to have more choice than we care about the freedom of the contract. As far as PM and uh, TB goes, our takeaway from this case is really how we do our analysis to determine whether or not public policy is going to be a factor. Uh, first, we're going to identify the policy that may be at issue, uh, and that's going to be, as I said, whether through judicial rulings, opinions, or through legislative statutes. And then we're going to weigh the impact on the public versus the impact on the litigants. So ultimately is how much would the litigants benefit versus how much would the public benefit for enforcement of this contract and how much harm might be there. So it's going to be this weighing approach that we end up following. So that's public policy. Uh, contracts are typically going to be reasonable. Uh, freedom of contract we want to enforce unless if there's public policy that goes against it. And the way to determine public policy is if it's announced by judges or through the legislature. And then we're going to do a balancing approach to see how applicable it may be. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro, and you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.